Preventing suicide is one of society's greatest challenges. That's why the Flint Hills Volunteer Center has developed this Suicide Awareness Pact podcast. Pact stands for Prevention, Awareness, Compassion, Training. This Suicide Awareness Pack podcast will feature personal stories and professional perspectives. This podcast series is funded in part by the Kansas Health Foundation, AmeriCorp Seniors, and the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Our hope is to touch hearts and provide hope amidst despair. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts and share them with those you know that are seeking help and hope. Our website and contact information is included in the show notes. Lori Bishop, we have a guest. It's a longtime friend, and he works with you on your committee. Yes, I am so excited today. Um, I was asked a couple of years ago to serve on the um, Governor's Behavioral Health uh, SMBF subcommittee. Do you remember what all that stands for? Senior uh, um, Service Member Veterans and Family. Okay. Uh, and so I've gotten to know quite a few people and, and Tom came on board, uh, Tom Roost, and uh, he became very active with, with our community. And since he's here locally and he has other titles uh, that he can pass along, but uh, we're going to get started because he's going to tell about what our committee is doing and about a website that we have that would be of great interest, I think, to our veteran population. Yeah, Tom, it's good to have you in the studio. You know, we're broadcast buddies yeah, for years say, gone worked by. at the same station. Yeah, yeah. and going why? Um, well, it's good to be here, and thank you, Lori, for that. Uh, so we've actually been involved with a, a community effort uh, that's tied to the governor's uh, initiative and actually with KDADS, this uh, disability for Kansas Disability Aging and disability. Uh, aging and disability. Uh, you guys in acronyms are struggling. Today. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I'm supposed to live in acronyms and no. be good with them, but uh, yeah, that 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 was stumbled on that. So th- what that is, what we're tr- trying to do is connect resources to that are available locally uh, to our our service member families and veterans in the area, and it's been great. There are a lot of great partnerships are coming out of it. And one of the great things that is coming out is the Live Connected website that kind of houses all that information that we've been working towards and and gathering over over this time. Wouldn't you say, Lori? Yes. Um, yeah. When I first started, um, I was asked by one of my colleagues uh, with the RECP program uh, to come on board because they knew about our, what our involvement is and what we're doing with uh, suicide prevention. And so uh, it, it's been really good because this one's mostly focused on veterans and and families and you know with Fort Riley right here uh that's something and we live in a community with retired veterans and stuff and so uh it's it's a target audience that uh we want to do with the with the subcommittee and and then Tom's experience uh will will do great things with us so yeah and that's one of the uh things that we what we'd like to bring up is that it, it they found out uh, a lot of research has shown that Peer-to-peer uh, seems to help a lot, especially when that first initial talk, which is kind of hard for a lot of folks. Um, and I know when I got out, I was I got out in 2005, I'm a military veteran, um, a soldier for life. And there wasn't a whole lot of, of uh, support making that transition. And there are a lot of other different resources that were just weren't quite available that we knew of back then. It took me uh, actually starting the student organization at K-State, helping with transition. Uh, I started to get involved with the community, which is great. Um, and that's one th- great thing about our community is that um, there's a lot of military families. There's a lot of military supporters. And so that that helps 
overall with just it, finding the resources and getting support for these types of programs. Yeah, and that you know that is so true because my son was in the Air Force, and I knew uh, when he got out, uh, it's almost like he was lost because you know you're used to somebody. What what he said is you're used to somebody telling you every day what to do, when to do it, how to do it, you know, kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, you're on your own. And and I could see he struggled uh, a little bit. I saw a change in personality a little bit, too. And so um, that's what I think is great, is that we embrace those now. Fort Riley's doing an excellent job uh, with this. So is this uh, committee. Um, But they're not alone, and we need to embrace them uh, and show our support. Yeah, and 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 not only this community, but this is start, uh, sp- uh, this is part of the Kansas initiative. So Correct. now the entire state is getting involved in this kind of uh, grassroots support for these this type of programming, and that's suicide uh, prevention awareness pro- for different programs and assets and resources. The, uh, big things like nine eight eight are coming out, uh, and we want to make sure we highlight those. But this Live Connected uh, Kansas website that is. You can actually go to your location and find out what events that are going on that are supported this community and uh, getting some help. And also just the other resources that are available maybe within the area that you didn't know about. When I first got out, I uh, it was in 04. I just got out of the SUNY Triangle. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, I was just like you said, I was. I, it's kind of a transition where we've got a lot of, uh, of great support and, and when we're in the military and everything else. Uh, when you get out, there's not as much support. But what I found that this is a common true line is service. You know, you see it in this community a lot where the that service aspect keeps going. And I think this is kind of a, a one of the faucets of that is these kind of resources and reaching and community uh, engagement uh, are really tied into that kind of a service thing. And that also helps bridge that gap where you're trying to have these difficult conversations with this topic. And we're talking about suicide prevention. That's when somebody's at maybe their lowest point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but you can give them, uh, a kind of, uh, a way to talk about that, a way to come to, uh, the resources, a way that, you know, to kind of choose how they're, how, uh, you know, give them options to, uh, engage. Uh, and so it's not only the service members, but it's also, like you said, the family members, uh, that are involved and, uh, and, and, and the family is big for K-State. It's big for everybody that there's a common reason for why. And that is because it's a huge strength, especially here that I, I'd like to say in our community um, that we can leverage towards this issue. Tom, did you have some personal experiences and, and challenges while you were in service and, and after you moved out? Uh, yes. And so some of those challenges are when, when you're in, uh, I was in for a long, long time. I'm not going to say how long, but it was a long time. Uh, I was uh, I was in the first goal for it. That'll give you a, a, a range. When you have that kind of perspective, you know your mission. You know that I'm here to do this job and you know you have your endpoints and everything else. When you come transition to the civilian world, a lot of times you have, a vi- you have an idea of what you want to do, but a lot of times A to B is not as clear. Um, and and maybe you had a, a, I think anybody can go through this, you know, you had this idea of how it's going to be and if it, you know, and you get into what's actually going on and it could be vastly different uh, and that that can maybe make it a little more uh, uncertain and, and finding that way. One of my big, uh, biggest challenges and why I'm involved with mental health uh, is that I had a really, really hard time um, coming out of the service and uh and uh, finding my way in the service i was a leader 
I, I, uh, I was a, uh, a, what they call a combat lifesaver. So I was, I was doing all these great things. So when I, when I first got out, I, I was, I just said, okay, what am I going to do? I guess I'll go to school. Um, and, uh, and like you said, now, nowadays there's a lot of transition assistant programs that are really, really great mm -hmm. for our service members, air force. It doesn't matter what service you're in and they kind of help ease this transition out. Uh, but you know, it still happens and, you know, you can go to, you can go to a lot of briefings and everything else, but when you first get out, it's, it can be, it can be kind of a maze and you can get, you can start feeling overwhelmed. That's what happened to me. I started feeling overwhelmed with, um, going to school. I had to have a, uh, I, I, I never thought I could go to college, uh, because that's one of the reasons I went into the service is because uh, college was kind of unattainable for me, uh, I believed at the time financially. So now I had the GI Bill. I can go to college. So I'm in there, but I don't really fit in a traditional sense. And I thought that was a huge uh, aspect. So, um, and, you know, you get in this place where you don't see, you don't see outroads. You don't have, you don't have your, your, your buddies to the left or right, male or female, uh, just to kind of support you. And so you're kind of there. If you're lucky, you've got family members. I was very lucky. My, 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 my I have my family here. Um, and, and then a, an amazing thing happened that just switched the whole thing for me. I remember I was sitting in my English class. I was worried about getting, a, I, I had to, I was in the K-State honors program. So I was, I, I had pressure where I was, I, I just thought I had to have a 4.5 <laughs> or I was, or they're going to kick me out of school, you know? And so it, just these little things. And I looked across and there's a guy with a high and tight and I, and uh, I was a little older and I said, Hey, um, do you know what's going on? And he's like, he looked at me with these deer in the headlights. He's like, I have no idea. I said, let me help you. That changed my entire oh, that's great. vision of what, what it meant to be. And that it's, we're not gone. When you get out of the service, you're not gone. Hmm. You're, uh, you're, st we're all still here. And the, I think a lot of the prior service people, um, who used to traditionally join the VFWs and, and those kind of organizations in my generation, I don't think that it happened as much. But having that that peer to peer support was a game changer, and so that's uh, it, this it, this SMVF group with Kansas. Uh, I see that as an extension. I my my whole uh, aspect as far as what I'm doing here for volunteering is making sure that they know that they're not alone. That hey, we're all here. We've been through a lot of this stuff, and just and it doesn't have to be a veteran. It, that kind of commonality of experience, I think, goes across a lot of different avenues. Uh, of course, our focus is SMVF, but um, the resources that we are starting to curate and everything else uh, could be helpful for a lot of different people. Yeah, and, and the new nine eight eight phone line, um, I th I think was a really great thing. We had Senator Moran on that, that that spoke about that, and I know he worked hard to get that. And so that's something else with the subcommittee and the Live Connected, you know, to let them know, you know, here's an opportunity, you know, to to contact them. Yeah, and so the Live Connected is is great because it, it gives you a, a like a, a smorgasbord of things. A lot of times, people will still get overwhelmed, and say, "Oh, I don't know what to do." But it gives you a starting point. And the nine eighty eight numbers on there, they a lot of the uh, other uh, high level resources. Don't worry about it; just reach out. Um, one of the big things that we used to do, uh, I didn't know if you uh, knew this, but we've got a VA center here in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, and that was my lifeline too. I had a lot of, of my, uh, of my peers that were in college who were really struggling or at the same kind of mind state maybe that I was when I was at my low, low point. And I was able to give them access to that care. Well, this live connected site has that kind of information there. 
So if you, if you even know somebody who may have an issue and you don't know what to do, um, uh, reach out to look at this site and, or 988 is there. Don't be afraid to reach out because we've all, we're all here. We've all been through it and we're here to help. Yes. And when, when we have this uh, podcast, on live, uh, we will tag uh, Live Connected so people can be able to go to it and, and, and see what that program is all about. Tom, do you have some personal experiences working with others that have really uh, you know, been able to, to transition effectively from some of those challenges? I have. And so one of the, one of the great uh, things is, is that, uh, especially about military members and their families, is that a lot of times they've been through a lot of <laughs> stressful experiences. But once you show them um, that there is a way, I had a friend who, uh, in, uh, once again, this was in college when I was doing a lot of the community work there, uh, who uh, just came up to me and said, you know, this isn't for me. I don't, I don't understand what is going on with all these kids. Uh, I, I don't understand where they're coming from. They're not listening to me. You know, um, I have nothing in common. I just, and, and, and those, that kind of conversation I had over and over and over. And what I had to tell them is, is, and this, I always tapped into their service mentality. I said, listen, this is your chance to help educate, to help guide them. You were an NCO before, or, you know, you had this experience that is a valid experience that you can bring to the table that they never had, or maybe they've never heard of. About 23% of people in the United States are eligible for service about that number. I think I saw that number again today. Mm -hmm. um, so there, it, it's really a very thin line of people who have, have, who have gone in and, and served. I'm like, think about how valuable that experience. It's not only that you serve, but also that, you know, wh what are the cultures were you engaged with? And so what I've done there is just said, you're worth you have worth. You can bring that out. And so um, I actually had a, a a friend who was a Marine and he came to me with that and he, and he was just saying, he was basically trying to give us stuff away, um, which is a huge indicator. If you know, um, he was giving, he was saying goodbye. He was, he was, he came to me and he said, you helped me so much, but I'm done. Mm -hmm. I just, I hear, hear, you know, I just want to know that you did your best. And, uh, and I said, no, we're not stopping. Uh, I said, we're in this together. Let's talk it out. He came through that, and now he's uh, an aide for a senator. I mean, he is—he's doing great, great things. Um, but see, that was one small victory, right? Not—not mm -hmm. not just that, but—but but now that I can tell that story or share it, now somebody else can say, "Hey, wait, you know, pause." And now a lot of times, it, there's a new program now talking about those little times where you can make that difference or just take a second to think um is is huge and so um um all this kind of programming and finding new ways to deal with these kind of issues that we see day in day out this isn't abstract to me um because i've i've seen i've seen it i've seen the people i've worked with people and i think that's important that you know um yeah, a lot of times people think that they're isolated or they they're they've they're going through this thing that you know they just you know you see a wall and you can't climb over it I want you to know if you hear this podcast or anything else, there is a way. Just take a second, take a breath, take a knee, call out, get some help. We've all been through it. I was an I was an NCO, I was a hard charger, I'd slam my face against the wall. I I I've been to every deployment known to man. I I, I was a adrenaline junkie basically. So if they asked for a volunteer, I would want to go. Um so I've been there uh and um 
I, I, I know that mindset and that you can't go get help because you're too strong, X, Y, Z. Just reach out. It'll change your life. You'll get reconnected and you'll find out that you can continue to serve and help others who've been through the same experience. Yeah, Tom, you had mentioned uh, about hearing this podcast. That was the whole goal of, of what we're doing is um, to have open communication. Um, as I've said, we're not professionals, but we're, we're a resource. And, and we've found that um, since our uh, pro- uh, podcasts have aired, we know of, and I'm sure there's more, but we know of at least six uh, individuals who are seeking uh, professional help. And so I think by sharing stories, uh, people, those of us who have lived through it and, and those that have that expertise and can bring that in, um, that's what our goal is. And, and I, I think that's great. I was on the Live Connected um, Facebook page, and one of the things they posted yesterday, uh, when parents transition out of military service, so do kids. Sesame Street has videos and activities available to support both parents and kids. And so that's that's something that we we hadn't dis- discussed. You know, the, the parents transition, but we don't think about what the kids go through during that. Yeah, and that, yeah. and that's it's the whole family. Yeah, and so that yeah, and and I think that's so great. It's it's kind of a holistic gathering and, and looking at all the different faucets of it. Like, and and that's another great thing is because we get pr- different perspectives in there and and find new ways to uh new ways to help Mm -hmm. and i think that's one of the great things about this kind of type of program what do you see as some long-term futuristic opportunities to to help others as we go along here we're starting to develop those uh those community grassroots based um uh things to help peer-to-peer i hope to maybe grow that peer-to-peer program and be able to spread that word even more um, so this is a good start with the live connected where we kind of see, show the proof of proofs in the pudding that we are helping people, the six that you help. Um, and so I'd like to see that expanded. I'd like to, this is a problem for everybody and we need more healthcare workers. I'd like to see mental healthcare workers, uh, uh, recruited Kansas. And I'd like to get involved with those kind of efforts. I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see, we've already got a great community who's, who's, uh, who uh, are involved with each other. I work at Fort Riley right now, and I'm already seeing a huge, when I was first here in the 90s as a soldier, the relationship between Fort Riley and 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 the community wasn't as good as it is now. Now is a great time. I see. I think this is the this is the time to strike that iron and form something even greater. So I hope we continue these programs that we already have, including RCPD responders Correct. who are going out with a uh, grouping with mental health uh, professionals as a volunteer. I'd love to see more MOUs expanded onto uh, Fort Riley and all uh, just across the state. And uh, just learn best practices and do like we're doing now, which is communities finding best practices for their for their system and getting support of the local leaders like yourselves and seeing the ROI and seeing that our communities are flourishing with these service oriented folks, our military families uh, as a whole uh, are engaged and 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 find a greater purpose within the community and understanding that. Uh, they belong. You're right. We've we've come a long way in the last ten years. Uh, you know, ten years ago, nobody was talking. It was like hidden and under the covers, and and nobody was talking about it. And 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 I know there are several of us here in Riley County, uh, Fort Riley, uh, and even the state of Kansas with the SMVF subcommittee uh, and the Live Connected and all of that. So. You, there's more resources available. The 988 system is new. So there is more out there now 
than there ever was 10 years ago. And so I think more people will be be able to be served and represented now. And and hopefully we're whittling down that stigma of going and getting help. Yes. So in my, in, my, in my generation, I know I'm generalizing, but it's kind of, I've seen it across the board. It, it's still anecdotal, but uh, is that it's okay to go out and reach out. Um, I had to be, uh, I had to help several people get into the VA system before my now wife turned to me and said, okay, when are you going? And I said, no, I don't need it. Yeah. yeah. That was huge. So we talked yeah. about the family. That's mm-hmm. important. She said, now, now you're going to sit. I've, I, she arranged it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she said, you're going to sit and you're going to talk about what's going on. Out of my own personal integrity where I, I finally said, I'm telling all these people this, I need to start walking the walk a little bit more myself. Mm-hmm. And through that, um, I have to tell you, I see for all those out there, I, I go see professionals now and, uh, I am benefiting from my own family member, uh, uh, taking a stand, uh, and just saying, Hey, let's, let's try this. So I just want to say that, uh, that is uh, one of the most important pieces here. Right. I, I totally agree. Um, after my son died, I kept it all to myself for so long. And I know now that I needed help back then. Uh, and so that's why I'm hoping that what all we're doing here will encourage people to go and, and seek help. Tom, thank you so much for sharing your story. Well, thank you, Dave. And for your service and for your continued uh, work to to the betterment of not only those that are military, but, uh, you know, sharing your story and here on the podcast, we hope that we reach others. And, you know, like Lori said, you know, just being out to talk about it yeah. is cleansing. Yeah. And, it, and and if you are needed help out there, remember this, these websites aren't, aren't uh, just out there on the internet uh, dwelling. They are active things. They're living documents that are there to help you. And if you need help, you can just contact me. Uh, I'm on Facebook all the time. So. And we'll have all that information, your contact information, yes. uh, in our show notes, as well as uh, uh, those links to those websites. Well, Tom, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having I'm me, excited Lori. to be serving on this committee with you and uh, looking forward to what all we're going to accomplish. We hope you or someone you love can benefit from this series. If you need help, reach out to the many resources available. Many are listed in our show notes. The Flint Hills Volunteer Center Suicide Awareness Pact podcast series is funded in part by the Kansas Health Foundation, AmeriCorp Seniors, and the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts and share them with those you know that are seeking help and hope.